Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is the Table Talk podcast. We are back on your wavelength. It is a sunny new start to the year. In my opinion, we are going to bring you the best of what's happened in the Bristol region. And we're obviously going to question the big man on why he hasn't uploaded two podcasts, which I will put on his head. Anyway, we're just going to talk about the latest ongoings in the Bristol football world. And we're going to touch on, in my opinion, an incredible few games in the Premier League last night, which were very interesting. And our previous topic on uh, a certain Dan Ashworth with his reported move to Newcastle United. So I'm going to reel him in, uh, the confident man himself, Mr... Danesh, DC, Danesh, Daniel yeah. Carter. <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello. Hello. How are we? Not How are we? We are absolutely great. Mate. We are. Everything, everything is all right on my side. Yeah, yeah feeling, which is feeling good. good. Feeling good. Yeah, it's it's, it's a positive little uh, Thursday Spent. today. Exactly. Got it. There was no side side in the week. Oh, tell not, me about it. Ruined my week, but. So I, I realised I I spoke to some people about going to Rovers on Tuesday, but I'm doing... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I know, I know. But then I spoke to the man himself, Wayne, Wayne yeah. Whitfield, and more FC. You need me. It comes to first. Start, the start. It does, it does. And I've, I've, got, I've got to say, it has got to come first. Anyway, let's get, let's get, uh, let's get down to business. Let's yes. get down to business. Shall we start with the red side with of the Rovers. town? No, we never start with Rovers, so go on. Let's let's start with Rovers. I mean the second the, the best team sort of comes last anyway, so exactly. So big you play Bristol Tuesday City. night. Are we going City are we going City first, yeah? Or are we going Rovers first? <laughs> no, let's go City because it's right. it will um it'll be a bit of a jinx, won't it, if we uh Go the other way. Yeah. Well, last night, big, Wednesday last night. night. Yep. Two-one win over uh, Reading. Who? Let's be honest, they're having an absolute shocker. Stinker. It's a complete howler of the season. Um, Stinker at the moment. I was unfortunate. I wasn't there actually last night. I was too busy working, working, bringing in the bacon. Um, got, got to come first. But listen to it on the radio in work, and um, yeah, I mean. By the sounds of it, not a particularly good win, but three points is three points. So we take them, we move on, and we we keep building. I mean, yeah, that's that's always the that's always the best way, isn't it? If you comfortably win, then you know you're in a sort of good place. Anyway, um, general performance highlights. What did you think? Well, I think how did how did Nigel pan that out? Well, there was actually no Nigel Pearson in attendance yesterday. He had a um, Nothing major, apparently just a pre-planned like operation or like medical procedure. Um, so it was Curtis Fleming in charge. But um, yeah, I think he, it was it was it. Not really any surprises. Callum O'Dowder was dropped, and he's had a few dodgy performances of late. So that's not really a surprise. Um, Zach Viner came back in, and from what I've heard, did a good job. I think he suits that back three quite well. Um, and then you look at it; it's a case of um. Semenyo up top again, delivering the goods. Really good finish after some great work by Andy Vyman. Cam Pring was up and down the left-hand side in a bit more of an advanced role. I think suited him better. Um, 
I think the thing is, like, Blackpool on Saturday, we've not spoken since that, and that was a, it felt like a real big step backwards after some really good displays. But um, I think to get, don't let that slip into a run, to let that, to come back and bounce back immediately that's, with three uh, points that, is perfect. That's always the danger in football, isn't it? It's, it's when, when you have like a defeat like that, even if you built some momentum, can you respond to that? <clears throat> and obviously, I think <clears throat> last night's performance showed that because it was sort of a way in which I uh, steadied the ship again and we can uh, push yeah. on a little bit. Well, I think um, one person, uh, he's been awarded man of the match this morning from the fans poll, and it's um, Tim Closer, who I, I make no secret of. Like, I didn't really know much about when we signed him. Um, but I've seen we've seen him play a fair few games now, and he's added that element of control and just a bit of more relaxedness to our backline. That I think look, Thomas Callas for me is one of the best defenders in the division. Still, I still think he is by far and away our best player. But close is just that calm presence alongside him, and he's six four. Like he's he's an absolute unit. So um, I think he's played really well since he's come in. Probably a bit shaky. His clearance wasn't great against Blackpool on Saturday. And, kind of led to a goal but um, I think he's looking like a really positive signing Very positive indeed any other standout performances from your point of view? Uh, Joe Williams came back he's coming on his way back from injury and had to play probably a bit longer than we would have wanted because Masengo had to go off injured yesterday so apparently it's nothing too major they hope he's fit for Saturday Um, Sunday sorry even but um, yeah, Joe Williams came in, and I think you know, like every City fan, all we want to do is see him play consistently because when he plays, he looks really, really good. But it's just about staying fit, and if he can do that, there's no reason why he won't play every game in Armour Field. Yeah, I did. I did see uh, Joe Williams do a little tweet to the old, uh, the old fans. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's he's really loved, and I think that's because. You know, we, he was our only signing we spent money on last season. Only one Dean Holden ever paid a penny for. And um didn't see him until like April time, I think, if that. And he's, he's he's a really good player. If we can keep him fit, I think... I was actually chatting to someone about this last night. That is like, I think when you look back at the start of the season, the one area you probably... Or even a month ago, the area of the pitch where you said we had so much depth was centre midfield. You had James King, Masengo, Scott. Backinson was there, you had Williams, you had, um, I can't even think, there's, there's definitely more, there's so many. And the injuries are kind of heating up. And like I said, Masengo's not meant to be out for too long, but James is out, um, King's out, Backinson's out on loan. Let's say Masengo's out, you're kind of left with Scott and Williams and not a huge amount else, which is a bit of a worry. Um, but I think when everyone's fit, it's going to be really hard to pick a two or three man Midfield out of that bunch. Is, isn't that surely in your favour though, having that depth again? It, it is, it is. But um, I think you look at. I, I'm big. I've said it to you loads of times. I'm a big fan of Matty James. I think we look a better team. With, uh, results might not show it, but he adds that element of control that um, that others don't. I think it's always going to be for me one or James or King. But I think then you're almost at, if to me if Williams is fit, he's probably got to start. And then you've got a pick between Masengo or Scott, but then both of those two should always start probably as well. So um, I wouldn't want to be picking that midfield because I think you're always going to leave fans unhappy in some way. 
Yeah, so I've just look, looked at fixtures coming up. Swansea. Yeah, big one Sunday. Very, very I, I big one. You look at, I don't, I don't know how much you've seen about them, but I think earlier in the season there was just so much positivity around um, the way Russell Martin had them playing. And it's obviously a really nice brand of football with a lot of possession. Mm-hmm. Quite um, hipster style, I think it's probably the way of saying it. But um, Great word. They're not, they're not in a great place in the league when you consider they were playoffs um, I'm not sure they were in the playoffs last year I think they might have been they definitely were the year before um, Steve Cooper yeah I think they were playoffs last yeah year. they were I think so yeah yeah because definitely. I scored an absolute bucket they didn't they yeah and then yeah, they so sort of pushed on a little bit but so I think but then what, lost what, you, what happened with Steve Cooper um, he left he, in the, he left left in the he summer did. didn't he yeah um, just left yeah. didn't he yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't think. I think he was linked with somewhere, but I can't think. Anyway, yeah. So he he left, and obviously losing Ayu's massive. Like he's a baller, to be honest. And then, but Patterson's back for them now, and he's obviously probably been their best player this season. So I think Sunday's going to be a difficult game. They're in and around us, so probably in that you're going to be safe, but you're not safe yet. So every point still matters. I mean, even though he was on the red side, I'm, I was a big fan of Jamie Patterson. I I didn't want him to leave. To be honest, I think I just uh, when I saw him play, I was just like, he's just so like forward thinking, and just every I, time he got the ball, he just he just looked like he was going to cause problems. And I was like, yeah, it was like you said, like we spoke about before. It's I mean, from our like my point of view on the other side as well. It's there's been certain players um, that have left. Uh, that initially we should have thought we kept. And is there any? I do you know? I think there's. You see him playing well, and you're like, right, maybe we should have offered him another year because he was injured when we kind of released him as well. So Pearson never really saw him. But then I've just been speaking about that midfield with. Is he so up top? Is he going to replace Andy Vyman? No, because if Andy Vyman's fit, he plays every week. At the moment, no one's replacing Semenyo because he's he's ridiculous at the moment. And then whether you play, whether you're a subscriber to like the Chris Martin fan club or not, like he's probably got to play up there because he, I think we are a better team when he plays. Um, Chris Martin, it's Chris Martin. Yeah, I, I really like him. Um, yeah, oh, he's an experienced striker, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And in, in midfield, is he going to get in ahead of Alex Scott now? I think that's probably what led to him being released. Is the surprise. I don't think anyone other than maybe Pearson thought Alex Scott would play as many games as he has done this year. Yeah, well, we've obviously spoke about him before and he's he's been a bit of a phenomenon. Yeah. And sort of trusting in your youth is equally as important. Um, moving to, is it Saturday, the Swansea game? It's Sunday, early kickoff on Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Tele or not? Um, I think it's more police-based, I think, is the main... It's a rivalry, isn't it? I'm yeah, not sure. a little, little bit of an interesting one. Heading see over that, the bridge there. I'm see that video the of uh, see that video of uh, Nathan Jones. Yeah, going into the stand, giving it beans. Oh my god, you gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta respect the. You've got to really. love it. Uh, so, what what are you still thinking about the season? Um, written a... off, or is it just? I think written off. See where you get. 
yeah, written off's a hard word, but like I think it's a really staying up this season. If we let's say it ended today and we finished sixteenth, I think that's as the season's gone on, we've built from where we were at the start. So I don't think it's a write off, but I think you take the end result with a pinch of salt. The goal was probably to stay up and build towards the playoffs. It's this whole three year plan I've spoken about so many times with and so of the club. So I think you stay up, it's it, it's a good place to be. You build from there. Good indeed. But you've got to back him a bit in the if you want I think in the summer we could see a lot of ins and outs. I think Semenya Masengo Scott are gonna attract attention. Whether you're gonna be able to keep hold of them, I don't know. How well is uh Mr. Wayne Rooney doing at the moment as well with Derby? Oh wow. It's um it's really impressive, isn't it? I hope I right, this it they have to go down though to me. This because if they don't go down, why are we punishing them? Like they've broke I know it's not Derby, I know it's their owner, but they've broken so many rules. Like if they manage to stay up, it probably isn't the best look. But on the pitch and for the fans, like it must be amazing at the moment because they are flying and they're doing so so well. It's it's almost just um, I mean, yeah, to where they were, to where they are now, but there's still a lot of uncertainty around their ownership. And so Mike Ashley was um, interested, oh, linked, yeah. interested and linked. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, inc- yeah, incredible, uh, incredible thing that's going on. Yeah, I just, I think it's that weird thing of like for the romanticism and stuff of it, you want them to stay up. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you want them to stay up, but um, they they shouldn't be able to like they should. If they stay up, that probably tells you that your rules and punishments aren't really working. Not indeed. Anyways, shall we move, move on? Yeah, move over. Disappointing loss on sh- on Tuesday night for the gas. Man, is that yeah? How, is it a step backwards? Do you think, or is it just a bit of a reminder of where you are? I mean, I was, what, Tuesday night, wasn't it? Because obviously we had our little uh, PP postponed. So, yeah, when I when I went and had a look on Twitter and when I had a look, um, 2 nil down in about first sort of 20 to 25 to 30 minutes. A little bit disheartening. Uh, but as as anyone knows, I mean, I was I was watching... Interesting enough, I was watching the class of 92 because I, cause, cause I have a little time and sort of get falling back into the love of football again. Um, I'm sort of, yeah, watch, watch the class of 92 and looking at Gary Neville and Gary Neville having this sort of long-term thing. Yeah, I don't know what League Two is like, but we need to get into League One. And I was just like, just such an interesting point of view because... In my opinion, League Two is probably one of the toughest leagues to get out of. And you've seen it in the past with teams uh, such as uh, Bolton. Um, what, other, what other sort of teams? I think even if you look up the divisions, like Sunderland, I think we'll probably oh, talk wow. about them. But like, I think any relegation, people think, oh, it's going to be easy to bounce back up. You even look in our division, um, Bournemouth. Struggled last year despite having a very good team. Like it's not it's not as simple as it as you think it's going to be ever. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, there were 
there were equally some disappointing performances in uh, the the game on Tuesday. Um, a lot Kian Harris was getting a lot of stick from the fans, uh, and there was a bit of a fifty-fifty debate around sort of his performances. Um, but yeah, again, I think he's more of a a Ben Garner signing, not a Joey Barton, but still Joey Barton trusting him. And if Joey Barton trusting him, I mean, yeah, some of his performances haven't been at the best, but he can only learn and he's still still young as well. I, I think to put it all on one person is quite harsh, in my opinion. End of the day, it's a team of 11 players and collectively they didn't get the result. And it, it happens, doesn't it? Like you say, especially in that division at that level, it does. It does happen. I just think, sort of, you do need a little bit of luck when you're in and around these areas. And when you look at Oldham on Tuesday, that had to be, even though it's away from home, they're near the bottom, and it had to be three points. And yeah, but, um, I was chatting to Lewis. I think you know him. He's a Plays for more every now and then. He's obviously a big guy, and he was saying you lost. Oh, was, yeah. it, was it Mansfield you lost to in the season you got promoted? Like, mm. and he was saying how like this is the time where like if you get on a run now, it's about what we're saying with City. You can't let one loss knock you off course because if you get on a run, those playoffs are still you are still able to creep into them. There was an interesting thing I saw on Twitter with uh, who went up in League 2 last year and actually our previous season in 06-07 when I uh, was a little bit younger which was incredible um, um, we I'm actually four years old <laughs> how old was I? Uh, about 10 mm, yeah 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 around about then um, incredible day <laughs> Not like I could remember it. I could remember the Barnarama playoff final a little bit more. Uh, yeah, anyways, the team who were 06, 07, we actually have more points than them currently. I think it's That just probably, says it all. It's a reminder of how mental these divisions are becoming, though. Because I think there's... Um, I think with the EFL at the moment, there's there's leagues within leagues, I think. It's something that we speak about loads in the championship because of how far... I mean, Fulham now, I don't know. They've got a massive gap. Do you see Mitrovic at 30 goals the other day? So he's one away from Tony's record with another 15 games left to play or something. Like, He's incredible. With, he is incredible. But I like, mean, you've seen him in the flesh. It's just... I have, but like he's on 100 grand a week as well. Like You should be on <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not on there around that. So like, 100 in the, grand? Like in the second division, man. Like it's... How are, we, how are clubs meant to compete? And it'll be the same all the way down through. Like, I bet if you look at like Cheltenham's top earner compared to oh. Sunderland's top earner, it must be like, what the foes on probably at Sunderland compared to what Alfie May's on. Like, it must be, it must be. There's divisions in divisions. A lot, yeah. And like I said, um, Connor Taylor didn't play. He was withdrawn from the squad. Uh, massive loss in my opinion. Uh, like I said, I went to the game against. Warsaw and we played. Do we? Do we well, was that the last pub we spoke about it? Yeah, I don't, no one else would have heard it. I didn't upload no it, one but. else would have heard it. But yeah, anyways, going back to Warsaw, we played some really good stuff, uh, especially on that 
on that match. And in my opinion, even though he's about 19, he's, uh, I think he's got a future because he's, he's a very comfortable centre-back. And very young good. Centre-backs, young centre-backs are always exciting, aren't they? Right. Yeah, I think it's just, it's an interesting position to see, I mean, compared to when we were younger, playing as a centre-back, you wouldn't really have like a ball-playing centre-back as such. No one wanted to do it, did they? That was always yeah, the... it's, it's always the sort of, it's commonly referred to coaching. Big Everything commonly referred in coaching is a great phrase. Like I always use is either your risk or your reward. You can't risk if you don't get the reward, which I think is a, a great point. And he just plays with so much confidence. And yeah, equally he was a big loss. Um, but it, even then, you're you're playing a team that are in and around the relegation zone. So it's a needed win for Oldham, which to to be fair to them was equally a, a good result for them but like you said it's similar to you at Blackpool Tuesday's gone now it's it's off it's scrapped away and Mansfield I think are on a really mad run <laughs> at the moment yeah <clears throat> I think it's <clears throat> apologies um, I think they're unbeaten in nine games Jesus yeah they're, they're doing incredibly well under Nigel Clough well I, I... I always re- I think he always did a very good job at Burton when he was mm. there. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're kind of on that City sort of um, trajectory on matching Manchester City's results. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, th- I think win- winning streak. Uh, anyway, yeah, it will be a hard game, but yet again, our home form's pretty good. Um and that that's equally as I always I always swore swore by it, and it happened with the Daryl Clark era. And lucky we were, we were lucky to get promoted. But it's all about <clears throat> if you go away from home and you get a point, or even if you lose. But then if you win your home games, you're up. You're up there. Well, I think um, it's something that probably less so last few years, but under Lee Johnson, we always spoke about our away form was incredible because it was very much. You 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 sit back, you break, you win one nil, you draw one all, and then I think you look at our sides. We always won, had one of the best away records in the division under him, but our home form let us down. Yeah, because you can't play that way at home. So I think yeah, that's the thing. If you you've almost got to take away games as bonus points, and just yeah, they are. Sec- yeah, you secure your points at home first. Yeah, and I mean. Like I said, the certain performance that we didn't uh, speak about the other day was, uh, yeah, to get a point there was kind of big. I even was going to mention our, our, our transfer deadline sign-in, uh, Elliot Anderson from Newcastle. One clip of him and I was like, yeah, he's the real deal. I've heard a lot it's, of Newcastle fans saying he's... He's... It just does what... It just one little clip where he just gets a ball makes a couple of link-ups and then in the box. And yeah, he'll be a massive, um, massive boost in the sort of coming thing. But yeah, I think... Brett Pittman gone though. Brett Pittman gone. Brett or Brett. Didn't, yeah, not Brett. Not quite worked out, is it? I don't... Yeah, I mean, like, like Barton said, um, he wanted to go out on his own terms, which was equally as fair. And I mean, he's... 
he's obviously contributed really well to the English Football League, so you can't really blame him. And no. when we, when we signed Ryan Loft, I think yeah, Ryan Loft showed him. Yeah, you had Leon Clark as well, didn't you? Already, like you've got a fair few. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair to Leon Clark, he's delivered every game he plays. He he knows that's that's what. I mean, it's like my granddad says. It's always like a you always get a striker, and if they know where the net is, then you can't go wrong. Exactly, that's the thing but, you can't teach almost. Yes, it's natural instinct where you're in that position. Uh, but like I said, Ryan Loft is um, equally. I think he'll play a massive part in what direction we'll go. We'll sort of have to discover what that is. But yeah, I mean. Mansfield Town at home on Saturday. I'm going to go 1-0, us. I just, I don't know. I just feel like every time I've seen us play at home recently, we've just been, uh, especially if, if Connor Taylor has that, surgery and he's able to recover then yeah I, th- I think he'll be up there straight back in and yeah I'd, I'm going for a 1-0 win enough, Swansea yeah. um, I think one all I'll go for I think we battered them and lost 1-0 at our place early in the season so I'll take a point there I think it'd be great to win um, we've not won it away for a long 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 time so we'll take 1-0 didn't you win when it was like Casey Palmer, what uh, Swansea? Yeah, yeah, he scored from last season. It was Pearson's. Oh yeah, first game yeah, in charge. Was. I think. Yeah, yeah, because he'd been at the Middlesbrough game, but he wasn't managing, and we beat Middlesbrough three-one, I think, and then beat Swansea two-one, maybe away. Mm. Because yeah, Palmer scored directly from a corner, and. He's actually out injured Loved at the moment. It. It's been been reported. He's got a bit of an injury. Um, he's also not been in a squad for ages, so that's a bit of an odd one. Bit of an odd one. Anyways, should we just round up a little bit of the, of the, the transfer deadline day? Oh, transfer, yeah, go on then. Can we talk about Bournemouth for a second? Because that was utterly ridiculous. That, what What the hell happened? Did you see, yeah? So, Matt Phillips on loan for six months. The rumours are about one and a half million for that or something ridiculous. Um, Todd Campwell. Dembele from Peterborough. Um, Freddie Woodman from Newcastle. Yeah, it's a great transfer window for them. Who, who was the other one on deadline? There was one more as well. I'm pretty sure there was four. Um Cardiff. Kiefer Moore. Yeah, Kiefer Moore. Who? One of the top scorers last season. One of the top scorers in League One in Dembele last season. Todd Campwell, who everyone said was like Norwich's best player the other year. Matt Phillips, who replaced Van Dyke and played at the San Siro this year. And Freddie Woodman, who was Swansea's keeper and one of the keepers of the season last year. It's absolutely mental. Absolutely incredible. Ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. When, when Bournemouth were making moves... Yeah, that was that was incredible. I didn't realise they got Dembele from Peterborough. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. He's um, I, mean, I was really impressed by him when we went up there. He looked really um, lively. 
I think he's probably not the best finisher. I got the feeling, but um, just really lively player. But yeah, um, we've we obviously spoke about him on our first podcast, Mister Deli Ali. Yeah, we did didn't in we? a in a big little little move. Hmm. Um, Donny Van der Beek going the same way as well. What are you thinking? Right. I think Delhi Ali, <laughs> Delhi Ali in the championship, manager. <laughs> right, Delhi Ali. I think it makes it makes sense for Everton because if it doesn't work out, they basically pay no money for him. Um, I'm not sure about whether it's the best move for him. I think he needed to probably get out of England. Was my yeah, gut feeling? I would have thought, and even if he could have revitalised his career, maybe PSG with Poch. Yeah, but he probably wouldn't... If he'd gone there, he wouldn't have played, really, would he? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think I I really like... I like him. I want him to do well, but I feel like I've wanted him to do well for years now and it's not happening. I wonder if we're just seeing a career kind of fizzle out. I'm trying to think of who it... Because people will say, like, oh, he's like Raphael Morrison or something. He's, he's not, because mm. he's... He's not been woeful has he he's just he's no. just so frustrating to see it kind of fade away it's almost you he was really into his gaming at one point wasn't he yeah I think it's an odd and then it's it, it's like what what has he put I'm not sure what where his priorities are now yeah. yeah which he he obviously has to go back to the bread and butter but I think Donny van der Beek, that's a good move for Everton. Um, yeah, I think... Same, similar situation, but... I think the difference is there. It seems to be that it's more the manager and the club not fancying rather than him not putting in the effort. Like, I think you, the only thing I'd say is, so you've already got... I know they're down the other end of the table, so you can debate how good they're... how well they're playing. But when you've already got Decore and Allen in a midfield... How do you and Andre Gomez was playing? I don't know how he played against Newcastle, but um, he was really good in the cup um last week. You've got, I think, Decore and Allen if fit probably both have to play. Mm. So you can't then play both Delhi and Van der Beek. So which one are you gonna prioritize, or are you gonna play Delhi further forward? I don't really know what the plan is still. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of an equal transfer news as well in the manager side with Frank Lampard going to Everton as well. Uh, as you said, his Newcastle was a loss, but they did an all right result in the FA Cup. Well, more than all right. It was a really good performance from them. So, yeah, what what do you think about Frank Lampard back into management? I- Happy's back. I almost feel like this is probably the movie needed after Derby more than um, now. If it had gone like Derby, Everton, Chelsea, it probably would have made more sense. Um, I really like him. I think the team he's got around him is ridiculous. I think obviously Duncan Ferguson's still there. Leighton Baines is obviously a very good player and I imagine a decent coach. Um, Ashley Cole coming with him and... Um, Paul Clement was the other big one. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big... Been assistant big to addition. some incredible managers and some really successful and that, teams. And he's managed himself as well, so... 
yeah, probably not as successfully today when he's been the main man. But like, yeah, I think as an assistant, he's probably one of the best in the game. Do you this interesting question as to Gerard at Aston Villa? Do you think because Gerard had an established team of people around him already? This this is just an interesting thing I've been thinking myself. Is is it just a manager these days? Or are we seeing a difference in a way a, t- a team can be managed? Um, I think it probably depends on the manager. I think the thing is with Gerald, because he's turned up with literally the boys, Like things are going to happen quickly because you don't have to have that time to get to know the coaching team. I think with Lampard and the group he's brought with him, I'd probably be hesitant to expect things to happen quickly. I think you'd probably got to wait and see because... Will he have worked with Ashley Cole before? As a man, as a coach, probably not. Will he have worked with? He's probably. I think he was Clement not at Chelsea with Mourinho at one point or something. Ancelotti wasn't it? Ancelotti, yeah. I think so, it was Ancelotti for a season. So they all know each other, but they're probably not all coached together. So I think it's got the one thing Everton have to do. Obviously, they've got to stay up, but they've got to give it time because. Mm. I think it will come together, but I think if you're expecting instant results, you might be a bit disappointed. Yeah, I know Like we sort of drifted onto Everton, but I always just think it's a sort of interesting topic around them currently with uh, Mr Benitez as a red agent. <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> Benitez. I don't see him managing in England again now. I think he's... Nah. He's done. Yeah, I don't think shouldn't have, le- shouldn't have left Newcastle. Well, it wasn't really his choice, was it? Oh it yeah, that was our yeah. It wasn't really his choice, but um, yeah, I don't really. I think when he left Newcastle, his stock in England was still really high. Whereas now it's like I don't That's... see unless you want to go marriage. It's, it's, like or... it's a bit like Ranieri now, isn't it? Yeah, I think I was amazed Ranieri came back after Fulham. I think. I don't know. I think he's a really odd one. It's just a really... Because you look at other than that season at Leicester, and to be fair, the six months... When he got sacked, it was really harsh by Leicester, actually. But um, yeah, it's mental that the guy can literally have like 18 months where it seems to all click, and then everywhere else he's been, it's not been particularly special. No. No. Newcastle. <coughs> Go on. Oh, my throat's gone. <coughs> Apologies. Um, Newcastle as well, Dan Byrne. Yeah, just sensible business in Newcastle. I think that's how I'd sum up the window. It's like, other than Bruno Guimaraes, it's just very... um. Very... That's an incredible sign. Yeah, it's incredible. But I feel like everything else they've done is really sensible. You know, They needed, a, needed to strengthen their back line because they've conceded too many goals. And Dan Byrne does that. Trippier. Is huge. I saw a video. A he is an absolute monster. I saw a video of him and I was like, he is a tall boy. Yeah, and Trippier is obviously an absolute like god. He's just he's a wonder of a right foot, so it makes perfect sense. He's signing the La Liga winning left, uh, right back, which is makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I think the thing I've seen a lot of people crediting Eddie Howe for, and that's probably what's almost slipped under the radar, is with that performance at Everton, is how much better the existing players looked in that game. Like suddenly Lascelles is looking actually quite all right at centre-back. Um, 
Saint Maximum. I mean, when, yeah, when you've got someone like Saint Maximum <clears throat> as well, it's just yeah, he had he had the platform. Was it effective coaching to sort of roll it on? Yeah, I think so. I think the thing is that was Eddie Howe. Element- I, I rate Eddie Howe. I've seen like a YouTube of his. Uh, oh, is that the um, Bournemouth training session? Yeah, yeah. He's always got like a good sort of persona. Yeah, I, I really attitude like him towards him. Yeah, I, I rate him, and yeah, I think Eddie Howe's really got the fans behind him now. Which that's the biggest thing you can do in yeah. Newcastle. That's the thing. Like people go on about it being a twelfth man. I think there's some clubs where that's more the case than others. And yes, the tune is one of them. Two, 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 and me. Anyways, uh, last sort of topic as well, which can sort of aid Eddie Howe and the establishment of Newcastle uh, as a as a transfer on the management side. I think is it done and dusted. Is this um your your man? Yeah. What's his what's his, what's his what's his name? Dan Ashworth. Dan Ashworth, big fan. I don't think it's done yet. I'm just looking at his he's, advanced he's talks, but he's left Brighton. Yeah, he's left Brighton, so he's almost definitely Newcastle bummed, which is... We've Big been loss for Brighton. Huge loss for Brighton, but I think we've been saying it a lot the last few months that these Newcastle owners have obviously got the money, but they haven't got any idea about football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Which is him fair. Yeah, yeah fair idea yeah. of being honest and open about it. Yeah, I don't think they've ever tried to lie and claim that they know exactly what they're doing. But um, I think slowly but surely they're building this perfect system. I mean, the manager for me is, he's the sort of manager that could go on the entire journey with them as well. I mean, how? Like, it's not long ago we were talking about Arsenal, England jobs with him. So, they're building. They're not. They're Eddie not... Howe would be a perfect, a perfect replacement for Gareth Southgate, actually. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, it's going to be a weird one, isn't it? Because if he keeps Newcastle up this year, he gets another year. Then they're going to probably want to be pushing top half next year. So if he does that, he gets another year, and then it'll be Europa League. And it's, I think if he, if we keep talking, if we're talking hundred million every transfer window, probably more coming in, 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 it's going to be really hard to not win anything. Yeah. You're going to have to be a really bad manager. Bad manager. Yeah, anyways, Dan Ashworth to Newcastle. I think is a great sign-in on their point of view. Uh, especially yeah. with the direction. And yeah, it will sort of give a different feel to to the club and like the direction. Like I said before, listen to him on the, a podcast he did and about direction and where you can take a club. It's not just about, yeah, it's all it's all good chucking money and stuff, but there has to be purpose in what the money can actually achieve. When suddenly it feels like the conversation's gone from, like, I know I said it, I don't know if it was probably on one of the pods that we put up, but it was like the case of they need they need to stay up this season. That was always the goal, is that they had to stay up this season. And now we're almost at a point where rather than talking about whether they will stay up, it's they're going to stay up. It feels like yeah. the way we feel at the moment. And I mean, I, you I, look at, I, I mean, but I don't... Me are probably down. Yeah, what well, I could see that bottom three now. Um, I I wouldn't write off Burnley yet. They looked really good the other night. They looked really um. That that um, what's his name? Redhorst. Unreal. Signing a half that um, great turn as well. 
Yeah, I think he looks a really good player. And it's a system designed from that sort of player. Um, I wouldn't write them off yet. I don't think you could ever really write them off because how many times have we thought they're down and then they've managed to somehow cling on? Always clinged on. Read a little bit of Sean Dice in the High Performance Podcast book and that was quite interesting. He's an interesting character. Just, just, just set standards and stuff and said just about oh, how we how we're Berlin going to achieve stuff in the long term rather than looking at the short term but does he stay yeah. if they go down do you think no I, I think, think he's done it once already hasn't he he's gone down with them once I think you can only take a team as much as you can going forward and he's left them in like the old cliche, isn't it? If you leave the club in a better place, then you know you've done a sort of job, haven't you? Yeah. And I mean that that will sort of reflect it. And we're looking at Cristiano Ronaldo and his little debate with his agents. <laughs> agents, sorry, I'm getting it mixed with um George Mendes and and saying the old cliche, do you actually go back to your ex? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's probably regretting it massively, isn't he? He's um. Look, I think the thing is, that's a common me... thing in football, is it? Do you go back to? Never go back. Your... Yeah, once you go yeah. back, you'll get the sack. <laughs> um, it's odd, then, it? Because I think in the summer we were. I sat can't. Here. I can't see Ronaldo staying next year. Yeah, now, what did we? We all sat here in the summer, and we said when it happened, everyone was like, "This is the final piece of the jigsaw." Now they're going to win something, and what can they win now? The Champions League is that probably the only thing they're actually able to win? And are they going to? Are they? They are still in that, yeah. 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 Are they going to win that? Probably. Probably not. I mean, it's a cup competition, so anything can happen. But I wouldn't be putting my money on it. Um, I'll put a quid on it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> But I think I think I see him staying for one more year, maybe. But if they've not got Champions League football, that's going to be hard to convince him. But I don't know really mm. know. I'm not being harsh, but like, is someone going to come in for him? Because we're not talking about he's nowhere near like Salah's numbers this season. No, and no we way. thought he was we thought he was genuinely going to come in and be the best player in the league still. Or at least, if he wasn't the best player in the league, the best goal scorer in the league, mm. and he he's not been that. And I think you know he's yeah. playing with a bunch. The way they're playing is not good, and there's some average players in that team. But and the blame shouldn't be solely on him. But yeah. we expected a lot more than we've got. Yeah, indeed. Anyways, lovely chat as always. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right, this one will actually be posted I'll do it this afternoon I'm, I'm thinking of I do love a look I do love a bit of TikTok at the moment maybe creating a table talk podcast TikTok. go for it mate go for it yeah smash that out Get I'll be it. the market marketer on that sort of side of the field yeah I like it we might need to make a new Twitter account as well <laughs> yeah we'll do that we'll do it we'll do that make a joint one and We'll get that out for you, lovely people. I think AIMA 2022 is. Can we kick on? Can we grow it? Yeah, exactly. Has someone has someone's turned around to Jake Humphrey when he was making the high performance podcast and said, "You'll never be successful with a podcast." Well, 
they're number one in the charts. So oh, exactly. What can what never... can happen this year with the <laughs> with the table talk? Uh, question because you didn't add because you didn't add it. Are you going to do some voice memos? Voice memos um... on for Swansea. I, yeah, I'll what, try to get some. My, my shopping what, is just arriving, mate, so I'm going to have to... Will you grab a van? You want me to grab, a, grab fan? a fan? I grab a fan, sorry. Fan. My phone. Right, <laughs> if you need well, to get your to, shopping. Yeah. Right, Table Talk Podcast, Instagram, talk. Twitter, TikTok, find have it. Have a good, Enjoy have a good week. Enjoy, mate. See, see you in the gym. Bye.